Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all, from the latest celeb drama to the best movies and TV shows out now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Jordana. And I'm Sammy, and right now we are reporting to you live from Down Under. Was that good? The accent? I think that was actually solid. Not bad. And since you have family members in Australia, I feel like, you know, we could just say it's like your native tongue. Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) Uh, To backtrack, I guess. So how was our trip? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) To backtrack, Sammy and I are in the Gold Coast of Australia. I didn't do that right. And... (laughs) We've been here now. I have no idea what day it is. I have no idea how long we've been here, but it's been really fun so far. I figured that out just now, actually. So this is the crazy thing. We left on Sunday. It's right now Thursday, but we've only slept two nights. Oh my God. Have we only slept two nights? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. But it. we've been like on the, we've been like doing things. Oh yeah. We're about to tell everyone what we've been doing. I feel that even if we left right now, the one thing that people would be like, how did you not see that would be the Sydney Opera House. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing left on like the like basic bitch guide to visiting Australia. Right. Like your top, your top things. Although I mean, like, obviously this is a very uncultured take because there's plenty to do here and l- right. like a lot, way too much stuff for us to, to ever possibly cover. We're saying the most, we're literally saying the most basic of the most basic of like cliche tourist activities, that's the only one we have left. Yeah, so we should tell everyone what we've done. In terms of activities, we touched down in Brisbane after a wonderful lie flat flight where on United. Jordana, how'd you sleep on the flight? Um, on United. Yes. How did you sleep? I slept okay. I really wanted to like try to stay up. So that I could like um, be adjusted to the time. But I was so tired by the time. It was like our flight left at 11, 11.20 or round up leaving at like 1 a.m. San Francisco time, which is like 4 a.m. New York time. So my plan originally was to stay up like the first four hours of the flight. That didn't really go well. So I slept like, okay. <laughs> what about you? So I stayed up for the first. Uh, so I had to watch the White Lotus on on my layover in San Francisco. Which I've now learned I cannot refer to as San Fran ever. No, um, that's very uncool. So I won't be making that mistake again. Very uncool. Um, <laughs> uh, you know so, me, the queen of cool. <laughs> totally. So I was um, up for like, SF. the first four hours of the flight. SF. SF is, is allowed. Or San Francisco. Yes, you have to do the whole San thing. Francisco. or Four syllables or two, but not San Fran. I kind of liken it to I feel like someone coming to New York and calling it the Big Apple. Or NYC. No, because I've called it like, NYC. Verbally. Verbally. Maybe, maybe verbally. verbally calling it NYC. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I recapped The White Lotus and watched it for the first like four hours of the flight. And then I just like kept sleeping the rest, most of the rest of it. Like once I, when I would wake up, I would just be like, all right, we still have more time to go back to bed. One thing I've learned about you on this trip, and I feel like I, I know you pretty well, so it's nice to still be learning new things about each other on our friendship honeymoon, <laughs> is that you are very good at sleeping. And I get very jealous because I, I used to be good at sleeping and I'm not good at sleeping anymore. And I think it's such a gift to be able to like go to sleep when you want to go to sleep and like stay asleep. The reason you're just learning this about me is because I wasn't always good at sleeping. It's like a fairly, you know, it's like a post 30s talent 
I guess. Or, she, or I'm just fucking tired. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> but like, it's such a, like, I was so good at sleeping, like, in college. But like, wouldn't it have been a, you wouldn't were. It, that's such a lame time to be good at sleeping. Like, it's my, that's the time I should have been, like, out more, partying more, right. like, <laughs> doing more things. Instead, I was, like, sleeping till three. And now I feel like there's less nights where one needs to be out until 3 a.m. Right. Well, now... I mean, yeah. So, I mean, this morning you were ready to do the podcast while I was still still in bed, and I wake up and you're doing yoga on our on our little cabin porch. By the way, we are staying in the like most adorable cabins right now, at um, it's called the QT Hotel on the Gold Coast, and it is just like, it's just the Gold Coast is really, really, really great. I'm really loving it here. It is. These cabins are are quite QT, adorable, um, <laughs> and. They're like the perfect mix of like you kind of feel like you're like doing something a little different, but it's extremely comfortable. So you don't feel like you're giving up because sometimes you're like adventure and comfort seem to go the opposite of hand in hand. But yes, I know that with this QT Gold Coast experience, it is very much you get the best of both worlds. And I know we sound sponsored. It's it's kind of sponsored because it is comped. But genuinely, this is amazing. Also, the beds in this country have been significantly more comfortable than any beds. Right. What is going on with that in America? Right. I know. Well, I kind of think the vibe here is just like it feels exactly as familiar as America, but just better. Like, <laughs> I know that sounds so fucking annoying. Um, I'm like an annoying girl who went abroad. Oh, man, it's so much better in Italy. Yeah. Food doesn't ever make your stomach hurt. The wine never makes you hungover. <laughs> um, <laughs> After being here two days. Yes. It, it obviously is an English speaking country. It feels so it feels very familiar in that sense. Yes. But it's like way less crowded. And I think that definitely helps, especially coming from New York. And it just feels like very laid back, which I imagine it is. Like it's the weather, they're good weather, good vibes. Yes. Like they're isolated from kind of the rest of the world. So they don't have to like worry about everyone's shit all the time. Although last night the woman we had dinner with was telling us that um Sydney is a little bit more like New York in terms of attitude. Than like well, Gold Coast, see. Brisbane. We'll see. Well, it's kind of like if you're saying right. Brisbane is kind of like Chicago, which is something you told me. I don't know if that's true. Reminds me a little of it. People in Chicago are also nicer than people in New York. So, well, we're gonna see how the Sydney people are. Yeah, yeah. In Sydney, we um, so we have three nights in Sydney starting tomorrow, and it's gonna be interesting. But should we should we talk about our two main activities that we did? Yes, two big activities in two days. So when we got here, kind of like right off the plane, I have to say, impressive for us, we went shopping for you. Um, <laughs> didn't buy, didn't anything, buy anything. Didn't buy anything. Um, perused. Just wanted co- to see. Just yes. wanted to see. Got an Aust- an authentic Australian coffee. Yep, from the from the shop. And then we went to the Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary, which I thought was like fucking awesome. Like we did, we saw all the anim- cool. we saw all the like Australian animals that you could hope to see just knocked it right out I, yeah and i got to feed a kangaroo and we both held koalas Ugh, what the a koalas day. were really cute we each paid 30 dollars to get a like full portrait holding a koala which to me was worth it it's it's 30 australian dollars so it's more like it's kind of almost like 20 american dollars right 20 20 you're right yeah but also like it's not that you wouldn't have just gotten the photo you wouldn't have gotten to touch them at all and they were really cute also true right and also like again it's not like you have the opportunity to do this every week. That's why no one does touristy things in their own hometown because it's like, I could do this whenever. Why would I do this? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> like, again, I was saying, like, I've never been to the top of the Empire State Building 
and I have no plans to. But like, I should. No interest. But even if I were coming to New York, that's not what I would do. I would go to Broadway and restaurants and shopping, probably. And like see a comedy show and like. I might go to a museum. I would maybe go to like the MoMA or the Met. The Met. I would go to the Met. Mm -hmm. Central Park. Right. Right. Central Park. Um, But no, the Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary was cool. We saw Tasmanian devils, wombats, emus, kangaroos. Right. I've also learned you don't love nature that much. Not like animals, no. Not not that I don't love animals. You're not like a non-domesticated love, uh, animal like enthusiast. It's not really even the domesticated thing. I think it's like a mammal thing. I like mammals. Kangaroos are are not mammals. Are they are they not mammals? Like koalas are definitely mammals. No. Yeah. Okay. The thing, the Tasmanian devil, I also really liked. Was adorable. That's it was sleeping. Strange to me that you liked the Tasmanian devil. Why? It was. Just it was like, so cute. I feel like it looked similar to other things we could have seen in like America. I like the platypus. The platypus was cute. The platypus was small, much smaller than I anticipated. Small mammal. But the kangaroos, I felt, were kind of gross. Right. Like the arm and the tail of the baby kangaroo was hanging out of I think th- I thought that was incredible. Kangaroo. It's like they have a built-in like like baby it Bjorn. Was cool. Like they don't Yeah, but it's okay, yes, it's cool. Like I definitely appreciate the interestingness of it. But it just like wasn't attractive. It was like <laughs> attractive. It was just kind of like in per- in, pic- in person. It was like a little bit dinosaur esque. I thought it was so cool. I loved it. It's a little prehistoric for me. Yeah, but you know, it was I a like great day. Nature, like I like being among like trees, just not like I don't know. They were there were reptiles on the floor. It was it was a lot, and- but it was fun. Yes, very tough. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I've been to therapy for many years, and whenever I have a problem that I just can't seem to wrap my head about, if I have intrusive thoughts or I have something I just like I'm avoiding, I always go to therapy because I know my therapist can help me work through the issue, come out on the other side, and just leave the session feeling like everything's going to be okay. Nothing has transformed my life quite as much as my therapy experience. I can't recommend therapy enough, and BetterHelp is a great way into it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. I'm Betches co-founder Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And 
Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's L-E-E dot com. That's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. And then yesterday we went to, um, we went surfing. We did a surf lesson. Jordana was really good at it. We drove to Gold Coast, which is like an hour from Brisbane. And then we went, yeah, we went surfing. Yeah, Jordana was really good. She got up like a bunch of times. Thank you. I got on my knees. (laughs) And the instructors thought I was hungover because I was thirsty. Oh, yeah. They were like, where was the party last night? I was like, there's no party. She's just thirsty. I didn't even drink at dinner the night before. I don't think they believed me, but... You know, I I felt like even though you didn't fully get up, you got better. And I thought that it was great that you like stuck it out. You didn't just like go sit on the beach. You're right. You're right. You're right. It is great that I didn't sit on the beach. It was I mean, it's definitely fun. Like, even if I'm not like good at it, it's still like a fun. It was still a fun. Um, It was like nice to be in the water and like, yeah, just just chilling. And, it's, and it was fun to just like feel like I did it. But um. Yeah, when it was over, I was definitely glad that it was over. <laughs> well, now we have cool pics, which if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see in the in the coming days if they're not already up already. I think they probably will be by the time you hear this. But very lucky to feel to be able to have this experience. It's been very cool. cool. Today we're gonna sit by the pool. Another authentic Australian experience. Um, and hang out with my cousin. And hang out with Z- Sammy's cousins. And then tomorrow we go to Sydney for three nights. And then we're back. We're back to you guys in America. And, you know, some I, we've been getting a good amount of uh, DMs from Australians, which is so great to like know. Their, their love. Honestly, I think that Australian people are really, really nice generally across the board. Just everyone seems so pleasant. Oh, and also we were trying to watch Australian movies on the way here. I don't really feel like there's that many movies set in Australia. So Hollywood. They should do more. Listen up. Get into it. Do more. Do more of those. But let's do what has been your pit and peak so far of the two days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really like four days, but okay. And we're being on as honest hour. Yeah. Okay. My peak. I think I was like the peak was really both activities were wonderful. Um, my peak was getting up on the surfboard because I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Um, and feeding the kangaroo, which you thought was disgusting while you took pictures of me. Um, so neither of my things, <laughs> those were my double piece. My like non. Yes. My pit yeah. was like, um, to be totally honest, feeling like you might be very upset when we were doing the, the surfing and you were, you were very dehydrated. And I was like a little anxious that you were going to like have a very bad day. Oh, well here's, here's what happened there. I asked the instructor. So we had to like walk probably like 10 minutes to the beach from the surf school. I asked the instructor, like, can I bring my water? And he was like, no, drink all of your water right now. So then we go have a two-hour lesson, which is so hard in the heat. It and is, he's it like, is very no, difficult. He's yes. like, and I, yeah, and I, I was like, where can I get water? He's like, you can walk all, all the way back to the surf school for 10 minutes. And I was like, is there no other water around here? He's like, no. But then I like decide to ask like some lifeguard. 
And he's like, yeah, there's a fountain like right over there. And I was like, are you joking? (laughs) Yeah, you really? I'm so fucking thirsty. And then you got your water and you like turned it around and you were like, fine. You were like very happy and pleasant. Well, because honestly, I think just on this trip, I'm becoming like successively more dehydrated and my immune system is weakening by the by the day (laughs) to the extent that they're not going to let you back in America. They're going to have to like stand you. No, they'll let me. They'll let me. I'm not actually like sick. It's more just like I feel every day. I feel like a little worse. And I'm trying to stop that. I'm trying to like stop it in its tracks, but it's not working no matter what I do. It's not. So what's your is that your pit? I know. Your illness? Yeah, my pit is my pit was actually being that was actually my pit being like I felt I was gonna faint on the beach, and uh, okay, so we had the no same. No one pit. was interested in telling me where to get water, <laughs> and they thought I was hungover. It was so embarrassing. It was fine, but that's really what it is. Like I feel like I almost feel like because I had the five hour flight right before the fourteen hour flight, and I was drinking like diet cokes on the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like I really screwed up my <laughs> hydration. <laughs> that's not the move. Don't do that on the way back. Drink like water and tea. Okay, I will drink. We drank like four tea pots last night. Oh, yeah. And, um, we were like just staying up late talking to the night, just drinking excessive amounts of like they brought tea <laughs> to our rooms. Very cool. Very cool. See, this is the age where you should be able to sleep. This is so funny because there's so much alcohol too. Like they gave us so much alcohol and like we've, we are like, you know, we'll just have like four pots of tea. Thank we went you. ham on the tea. No, we decided we're having a drunk night. It's just we're going to wait until we get to Sydney so that we don't feel like shit for the rest of the whole trip. Um, just the first the- Sydney night. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so my peak. I mean, I've had a really good time at all these things. It's not that they were like not peaks. It's more just like I thought the kangaroo looked a little prehistoric rather than cute. Okay. You know, I didn't like hate it. You know, I, I, I've i had a good time at all these things. So what's the peak? Um, What was my peak? I, don't know, I, pr- I really enjoyed our lunch, at, you know, after after the, the sanctuary. That was <laughs> that nice. That was lovely. Yeah. I really enjoy when we just like sit and talk. We do that a lot. Those are my trip. peaks. Yes, we definitely have a lot of sitting and talking. Well... Yeah, those are my peaks. Just sit and t- sitting and talking. The sit and talk. That's great. The sit and talk and tea. Sit, talk, and hydrate. The great thing about your peaks are that um, we could like continue to do them when we leave this country. <laughs> but it's not because like how frequently. Right. It's like you don't get the freedom of like the vacation. Right. And like the like there. I, you know what I think was very lucky about our trip is you very rarely get like and extended and again this is like our friendship honeymoon it's like there's not many opportunities in life like there's many opportunities with your partner to like travel and like do these kinds of things but very few with a friend to like have like a week of like bonding that's like essentially what this is it's like a week of friend bonding yeah we made a list of all the places we've traveled together that was one activity it's a lot of places yeah yeah so um yeah no just the just the here's the thing I would rather sit and talk rather even at home. Like if you ask me like, what's like your, your biggest, what's like your favorite thing to do? It would be like, go to dinner and talk forever. Yes. And maybe have six martinis. (laughs) You don't even need those. No matter where I go in this world, you know, my peak remains the same. That's beautiful. Put that on. Just me and another person. Oh, I thought you were going to say just me and you. Beverages. (laughs) Oh, us, you know, well, you know, it's it's not always us. Just you know, me just and whoever's me and around. No, I think I think I agree. Fun, intimate conversations are what really makes a, the spice a good of life. life. Well, travel is the spice of yeah. life, but 
fun intimate conversations are like the like everyday nice like are the everyday things that like it doesn't have to be like a special occasion to be able to do that which is kind of why it's so beautiful because it really connects you to people see Jordana it's just the small things I don't need I don't need to take a $20 picture with a koala for my peak okay (laughs) whatever I wanted the Instagram you guys will see it soon I I do too come on come on (laughs) I'm gonna post my carousel of me on the surfboard after this I'm excited okay I'll maybe I'll do a, a, a Brisbane Gold Coast post tomorrow with both of those okay thanks whatever tomorrow is in whatever place we are. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Jordana, you are our um, fashion correspondent right now out of the two of us. What did you think of um, Katie Holmes? You know that picture of Katie Holmes that's circulating where she's wearing this like weird long sure. type of like bustier tube top thing over jeans? Yeah. What what did, what was your reaction when you first saw that? It was like Y2, like Y2K, like early, like 2000s kind of like like outfit, right? But, but did you think it was an old photo? I thought it well. I didn't think so because I think that every all the accompanying captions were like making fun of it, so it didn't really have time to process that it could have been an old photo. But like, yeah, like looking at it, it could have been an old photo. To me, I kind of get like don't give a fuck energy from Katie Holmes, and so part of me was kind of <laughs> like she didn't really put that much thought into the outfit, and it just happened to like come out a little weird. Maybe that's totally off base. Okay, but Katie Holmes is a very famous person who probably has a stylist. I would think. You think a stylist picked this outfit? So she wore this to the 2022 iHeartRadio Jingle Ball. And okay, I'll tell you. The first time I saw the photo, I was like, oh, that I, I didn't even register. I just scrolled past because it's it's uh, I thought it was like an old photo. Then I saw it again and someone captioned it like this photo was taken last night. And I was honestly just like a little shocked that she would wear that. Like, would you wear that? If I was like in a rush. Are- <laughs> what <laughs> i don't know it's just like it's like a like what's so crazy about the outfit it's like a long shirt over jeans she's probably it looks like, ridiculous does Wait, it are you kidding me 
Why is it so ridiculous? What about shoes? What? How does it look ridiculous? It just it just looks like she didn't put that much thought into it. Like there's no way a stylist picked this out. You don't need to put well, someone should ask her. You don't need to put thought into this to know that you shouldn't wait, you really don't see how how this outfit is so outrageous. I'm imagining what went through her head before picking this outfit. I think she was like, oh, fuck, I have to do that jingle ball thing that I like told someone or some other that I would go to tonight. Really not in the mood. I want to be comfortable if I have to go. It's exactly what we would say. You think this looks comfortable? I think, yeah, the jeans are big. The shirt is long. Like everything you're saying is just making it so much worse. (laughs) What do you think happened here? I think somebody styled her and was like, let's try it. And people will, you'll get a ton of talk about it, even if it's bad. And she was like, okay, whatever. I don't think she like likes to be in the news. That's what I, I, I agree. I don't think, she, I agree she didn't put that much thought into it, but I don't think that she put this together. There's just no way. We need Aileen as a tiebreaker. Maybe she usually this. has a stylist and the stylist was like sick or like had to. Like- Jordana, please look at this outfit. Maybe, okay. Maybe she's remembering the last red carpet she was on. <laughs> Right. And she was like, oh, this used to be in. Yeah, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Maybe she just didn't think that much about it. What did you, um, what did you, would you, would you want that style to come back? Sounds like no. no. Sounds what? like no. <laughs> it looks so bad. I mean, it was in for a time. It looked bad then. What style do you want to come back? What do you, would you wish would come back? What style do I wish would come back? You're um, like prairie dresses. <laughs> they're already yes no i liked um like the going out top phase i think that going out tops are like when we were in college it was like going out tops and bandage skirts okay or jeans and going out tops yeah now going out tops are more like tight or crop tops or they're like more like t-shirty there's less top they're not t-shirty there's less top or they're like always really like tight or there's cutouts. You know, I like I just love like a loose silk tank top or like uh, mm. the going out top face was really my favorite. I think it was very flattering. I think everyone looked nice in a going out top. You could double them for corporate America under a blazer. You it was just honestly going out top life was the best. Okay. What about you? Going out top. Life was nice. I used to really like in college those like American apparel, just like it was like a dress. The dresses. The dresses. I like those too. Because they were just like for me also like I don't love like styling myself or anything. So the least like that's why I like a dress because oh, yeah. it's like it's one thing top bottom and then I don't have to think about it. So I did like that dress because they were like in. It was like very simple and I agree with you. Also not that expensive and I could just like wear it. I remember liking that trend. So that was around the going out top time. Like, I think that we kind of want to return to the same time, which was like, which is college. Which is like 2009. (laughs) Do you think we're just fond of, do you think that it's just that this is when we were like wearing those types of things and we were like, oh, I just want to go back to what I was wearing? I guess. I do enjoy the like big jean phase that we're in now. I think it's more comfortable than like the tight ass skinny jeans. Like, I don't think, I think that skinny jeans look better, but I think that the, the current trend is a lot more comfortable. I like the current jean trend too. I like that there's like more options, but I don't like that skinny jeans are like shunned. I wish that all jeans could just be accepted for who they are. Justice for all jeans. Justice for jeans. 
That sounds like it could be a good jean brand. Like we do every type of jean Justice. and it's called Justice for Jeans. I also wish that the leopard print skirt would come back since I really only got on the trend <laughs> towards the end. And I wound up really liking it, but I was like, as soon as I put it on, the trend was over. Forget the leopard print of it all. I think the whole silk midi skirt phase yeah. was a lovely phase. Very comfortable. Can that come back? Very, very comfortable. That was a great That phase. might come back. Honestly, like I kind of think that people still wear those. It's just not as trendy. Like I right. see them every so often. You can pull that off still. It's now just kind of like, what are you wearing on the top? Right. And what shoes are you wearing? That's, yeah, that's a lot to think about. You know what I'm thrilled is in? Sneakers for going out. Oh, yeah. I think that's actually one of the best trends. Gen Z is all about that. that. Exists these I days. mean, the fact that we used to wear fucking like stiletto high pumps, pumps to like the fucking college bar is like a joke in itself. I'm so happy Gen Z was like, look, took one look at that and they were like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> I know. It's so stupid. So stupid. Like, why are we wearing like five inch heels to like the college bar? To like the most disgusting place in the world. Yeah. It's like tight ass outfits. I don't know. Not as disgusting as a kangaroo's pouch, but you know. Listen, that's nature, okay? Leave the kangaroos look, alone. Look, I love it. Look, here's the thing. I'm not, I love it. The biodiversity should continue to thrive. I just like, I'm a little afraid. I just don't really like want to get that close to it. That's fair. That's why you didn't feed the kangaroo. But, you know, it was a fun time. I I, I, I did it. I'm more of a mountain gal. Um, next topic. What what else is going on today? The Golden um, Globe nominations? Golden Globe noms are out. What have you seen from it that you liked? Um, I've seen none of the movies. However, I have obviously seen The White Lotus. I've seen The Crown. I've seen Abbott Elementary. Well, I haven't finished Abbott Elementary, but I love Abbott Elementary. It's I think very that good. I, I kind of wish I had downloaded it. Or maybe I still can. I should have downloaded that whole thing offline for for the flight, but I was thinking about the White Lotus at the time. You can watch it on the way back. I mean, okay, The Crown, great, but this is like my least favorite cast of The Crown. So. Okay, except for Diana was like so good. Honestly, I was watching them, and we're, so we'll talk about Meghan and Harry, but I was watching Meghan and Harry, and it had some footage of Diana. They have like, I only watched the first episode, but it had like so much footage of Diana in the first episode. And for, they have, a, they have her doing some interview, and I was like, is this her or is this the actress? I really don't know. Like, I really cannot tell the difference because she, like, was so good at looking like her and doing her whole accent. Like, I really didn't know for, like, a second. But then I was like, oh, obviously it's not the fucking actress playing her in The Crown. Why would they put that in the... Why well, because it's both Netflix. Maybe they would. <laughs> Maybe. If they did, I wouldn't... Like, I would have been fooled. Right. I Well, so... That's maybe because you haven't watched that interview with Princess Diana like many times. I've watched a lot of Diana footage. <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Like um, like an expert. Hello. Yes. So to me, I didn't think – I thought she was very good. I really, really thought she was very good. But um, I still preferred watching Emma Corrin. I can't really like explain why. I don't know. Like I just prefer I – just, I, I just think I liked the previous cast overall more and that sort of kind of – contributed to my overall feelings about it olivia coleman was a better queen even though i don't know like yeah. physically she looked like her but whoever plays her now i forgot what her name is i just always think of harry potter it's Dolores umbridge and i wasn't yeah, even exactly. that big of like a I potter can't. head and i only think of her I as know. harry potter well between her and between her and and uh dominic west playing charles 
I was just like, I don't buy this cast at all generally, which I think probably brought down Elizabeth Debicki's performance in my mind because I was just kind of like, eh, on the cast. Generally. I think if she had a different rest of the cast, you would have realized. I think you're right. She was just great. I also watched um, Dahmer. I know that's not oh, your yeah. thing. He was, no. he's got a win for that. He was incredible. Like, so good. It's like a hard to watch show. I would watch one episode to see. He just like really, really nailed it. Like, is there an episode of Dahmer? Is there an episode of it that I would suggest? For me. Um, I don't know. There's For someone no, like, who's not a huge murder fan. There's, I actually, I don't really like serial killer stuff that much. You prefer a one-off wife, husband. Yeah, I want like the special. drama. Like, I want motive because, like, with a serial killer, it's kind of like you're just like kind of crazy, like mo- like in- like you have a compulsion. Yeah, like there's like a like there's a mental like issue there, and like it's your the, your victims are very random, like or not like random because they usually have a pattern, but it's not like it's not like vengeance. It's not like personal. I, I there's no mystery. Yeah, like there's a mystery, but it's more like who did it. It's not like why. And right. the why is always so much more interesting than the right. who in a lot of like, cases. To me, husband murdering the wife, much more interesting version. Like he, I'd rather one murder, very personal. Um, you know, that's <laughs> Oh my god, wanna okay. That's this how is I a, take my true crime. <laughs> we know we know Mike loves that. We know Mike absolutely loves when you when you're talking about husband wife murders and your passion for them. He, I'm talking he doesn't about get husbands, freaked out at all. I'm talking about husbands killing the wives. Well, sometimes I'll say something. I know, I like, think he doesn't like that. Well, we're watching Dahmer or something like that. He's like, I don't want to murder you. <laughs> well, I'll be like, I'll be like, you know, you have Please to. Please murder me. I'll be like, you know, like you wouldn't be able to strangle someone that quick. You'd have to like hold them. You'd have to be like trying to strangle them for like 10 minutes in order for them to die. And he's like, why do you know this? <laughs> like, right. I know. He really hates it. It's so funny. And you just love to keep going and be like, well, if I murdered you over here, you, no one would know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like I just if there's ways to not get caught, but I would never do that. I love Mike. Here's much. the thing. If you were a murderer, I don't think you'd be talking about it in a joking way. Oh, yeah, definitely not. That's like number one rule of like murdering people like don't murdering. Duh. Don't, don't talk about how much you know about jo- murder. Don't joke about it. Don't like have a Google history that's like. How long does it take to suffocate someone? That's that's number Do you one. Have that? No, I don't. But I like if I when I, I listen okay. to enough true crime that like they'll rand they'll like say facts that come up in a few different things. Like if someone goes missing, like you don't have to wait. I think like for, you know like forty eight hours. They say like you have to re- wait to like report them missing. That's like not true. But cops will like. Try I to thought t- it was twenty four. I think it, you get various things. Cops will like try to tell you that, but I don't actually think that like that's true. Also, never take a lie detector test. Right. Never, never voluntarily take a lie detector test. Really? Yes. Why? Because like. Because they're unreliable and incriminating. And you might not even like you're probably gonna be nervous anyway, which yeah. is what it's kind of based they're on. They're just right? like not accurate and potentially very incriminating, even though you're not really allowed to submit them. So why are they so um, popular? It's I feel like it's more about like the person's willingness to take them. Maybe. Mm. like it's right like lisa vanderpump was willing to take one how cooperative are you being (laughs) you know okay but like that's that's like i don't know it's sort of like you could be cooperative but it's like i'm not gonna give you my dna if you don't like arrest me it's like a right a due process thing it's like the kind of thing where it's like oh if you had nothing to hide you would just take the lie detector test or like if you had nothing to hide you would just give me your dna 
Um, right, but I have nothing to hide and I won't even do ancestry. So I'm not giving my DNA to anybody. Well, hopefully you don't get accused of murdering someone because they might I have don't to... think so. I'm really... Jordana, here's the thing. You really, really, not, you really don't no. like murder. You're very like uh, grossed out by it. I'm very grossed out by anything. Here's what it is. I think as you've gotten worse at sleeping... I've gotten a lower tolerance for anything icky. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't do well with, like... Ickiness? Ickiness. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I've said it a bunch on this podcast. Anti-ick. Anti-icky things. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. You've watched the three episodes from Meghan and Harry, right? Mm-hmm. All three. What is your take? So I wrote a whole thing about it, and I don't even remember what I thought. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that it was like probably a little toned down because the queen died. And I think for that reason, they just went really only into their own story details more rather than trying to make it so far so much about like what the royal family has like done to them. I feel that that was like marginalized for the sake of painting their own relationship as really idyllic. And of course they did this. Like, of course, like they, so much of this comes back to like, I just feel that they are doing this because they like need to have something to do. Like, and I just feel that I wish like if they really wanted to be private, that they would like just go be private. I agree. And like not, like you don't need to do this. But they do because they need money. It feels like indulgent. Like, the fucking music that they're playing when they're talking about their first date, it's so, like, again, like, I talk about this on You Up, it's, like, so, like, the R story, like, bullshit, like, glamorized version of any relationship, and to me, that's why it reads, like, fake and, like, self-serving. Right. It doesn't seem like a real, true, raw account of, like, what happened and what, and the ups and the downs and the this and the that. And again, I've only watched one episode, so don't come for me. I'm admitting I don't know, like, all of it. Yeah, I I don't think that it didn't, like, have that. Like, I think it did have that. But my feeling is not that, like, it it didn't talk about those, th- those ups and downs. But I feel that they – it very much seems like they went on, like, two dates and they decided, like, this is a done deal – And we're not going to spend much more time assessing whether this is a right match. We're going to spend the rest of our courtship making sure that we can make it work. And I think for that reason, that's why it's like partially so romanticized because it's like they never within the courtship, which is what this is about pretty much. They never like had a moment where they really consider before they were public. It doesn't feel that they had any like real moments where they were considering like the the uh I don't know, like the more deep down like not so great shit about each other. Right. That like I don't even feel like they got to know that while before they even got married to some extent. Right. I want to hear more about that. Cuz they were so much like us against the world. 
But I don't think that they, I don't think that they even came to that. I think it was like such an us against the world vibe before they even got married and probably even after that it's almost impossible to know like what was like the real relationship and what was like the relationship for the relationship's right. sake. So this whole like sh- talking shit about the the royals thing is almost just like a relationship aphrodisiac from them. That it's like. Yeah. Like. It's just the two of us riding into the sunset. Like I think that like they're very enchanted with their own story. Clearly. But at the same time. <laughs> It doesn't seem they genuinely do seem to really I see a genuine connection between them. To me, that's like not the point. Right. Why is that not the point? Because who cares? How is that not the point? Like why? Are, so so what? So why do we need to see that in a documentary? For them, for their own sake. I, I'm not saying for the documentary. I'm saying like that comes across for like because if they were not if they were not giving that energy, it'd be like, why the fuck are these people married? Like, I at least see why they're married. Yeah. But like my issue with the two of them isn't like, oh, I don't understand the connection. I don't understand what they each get from this relationship. Like, I think that's clear. But, like, I don't think it's just what they get, like, on paper. I think it's also, like, they like each other. I, I see a, a spark between them that is real human to human. Again, agreed with you that that's not, like, the subject of a documentary. But I do think it's important because if it didn't – if they if that didn't exist, this would just feel like the most – bullshit ever right but also they also are doing like in charge of the probably i assume like the final cut and like all the editing so i am in my mind also like but you can't fake if you don't if two people don't like each other you can't come up with if if it's not really there you can't come up with any footage that shows that they really like each other right but i want to it's really there is what i think i want to see the full story but i guess we'll we'll see the the rest of them maybe we can maybe we can like dissect the thing as a whole Well, the way I feel like I get a more full interpretation of them is that like, okay, I like watch all their stuff about themselves, you know, but then I'll also like read things that people who don't really like them have to say. Like I read that really long book Revenge by like that biographer Tom Bowers. Like that was a not rosy. It wasn't like a rosy assessment of them, but like I believe the things that are like cited in there that are, you know, that are sort of back checkable. It's kind of like the truth is probably somewhere in between, right? Well, I don't even think it's like a middle or I think it's just that like the truth exists and there's lots of like, let's say the truth is like this water bottle that I'm holding. It's like I, I see this and like you can see this side and like, you know, it's like you can anything you can look at from multiple sides and they're all like true. It's just we're all looking at different pieces of it. Right. But I'm saying a really good documentary or a really good thing looks at everything all at once from all those perspectives and that's like what it actually you're not going to get that you're not going to get that from one that they are producing about themselves well yeah that's why i'm kind of like what's the point to me like they're not going to say negative things about themselves because it's one piece of a lot of different evidence it's like that documentary is its own piece of like my overall assessment of them their own raw materials yeah like that's theirs and like i've read like a billion things about them and I've watched all everything they have they put out and all of that sort of forms my impression of them but like it's not like oh I'm like that's like one I don't even think it's like oh that's one way to see them I think that is like one piece of them right like it's all one piece of them it's not like oh my like this is my opinion and it's like yeah all this all these things can be real and true and contribute to like who they are as people and like it's all just a piece of the puzzle 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about White Lotus. Since we, I mean, although we've already talked about this, but not on the podcast. Overall, I thought great, great ending. Agreed. Like agreed. Great ending. Wrapped up very well. I felt satisfied. Did you not feel that there was anything that wasn't like clear? Like you didn't feel there was nothing on. There were, but there were things that were there were things that were unclear and unresolved. But I thought that like the vast majority of things did feel clear and resolved. So I was able to like let those other things go like and to me it's more about like the character development and less about the like actual plot well it's also like things feel unresolved just a little bit because they weren't said like no one right the dialogue whether daphne and ethan hooked up on isabella but i'm filling that in Mm -hmm. and i feel like a little unsatisfied because i don't technically know but i feel like i know like, I, guess, I know what the answer is supposed to be. I guess the point is that it doesn't really almost like even matter. Like, it's more about like just how their relationships yeah. have, have changed and like the idea that like you'll never re- like you don't really know anyone or like. Right. But that's kind of unsatisfying because you don't get like like you're almost there and you can like almost grasp it. But like you don't know. And also similarly with like when Tanya asked Quentin as he's dying, like, is Greg having an affair? Yeah. And he didn't answer, but like, you know the answer. Right. Yes, it would have been really satisfying for him to like ex- reveal what the plan was and like how it happened. Right. But like, we kind of know. We it, It's like you sort of know. And that only happens in like cheesier like things that, you well, know what I mean? I wanted mean? it. Okay. Right. Or, you know, where he was going to be like, ah, like if only I had killed you first. Like, that's not like, it's that's sort of like the show is like wacky, but not wacky like that. Right. Well, okay. Tanya's death was definitely like pretty wacky. Well, that and, um, was like so true to like, that's how she would die. Like given her character's right, right. like persona, like that's exactly how she would die. Just like jumping, fucking like jumping weirdly. <laughs> right. I thought that was like, I thought that was that because how, because of how like perfect that ending for her was, I was sort of able to overlook the like way, the other ways that I wasn't satisfied by like, knowing for a fact right i also thought between everyone i thought when she was like killing everyone and like crying and like doing it that's like i felt like that was so realistic like if i had to like do that i felt like i would have done it in the exact same way just being like shrieking and like crying and having like no aim or like just kind of like closing my eyes and just shooting randomly in the dark like that's exactly how she her character like in real life would have done that right it was so funny how do you interpret the Harper and Cam, do you believe that they only kissed or do you think something more happened? Again, I kind of feel like it doesn't even matter. Like the fact that all that matters to me is that they would. If you had a guess. If I had a guess. No, I don't think they had mm-hmm. sex. But I also don't think it matters. But like, do you to think me, he took his dick out? To me, the betrayal, probably. To me, the betrayal is like the same regardless. All that matters is that you would. Not if you did or you didn't. That, right. Because well, that's all well, the part of like, because... oh, I don't even know you because you would. I thought you wouldn't, but you would. But you did. 
Right. Well, it's also that it's not that like she was just in there with him genuinely getting a hat and he hit on her. It's that she went upstairs. He said, let's go upstairs. And she went. Right. Upstairs. That's what I'm saying. Like, she would. So I'm like, regardless of like if it happened in the amount of time that they could have done it, gotten, away, gotten it in and gotten it out. Like, who cares? All that matters is that like she was down. I think or she was down for like a second. Yeah. I just feel that that was a bit out of character for her. Like, wouldn't she just be like so gross? Like, I felt that she was so grossed out by him genuinely the whole time that like revenge wouldn't even be like worth it with him. I think she was like unable to get. She was unable to get Ethan to like feel anything about her. She was like not she was like trying to explain it with her with like sharing her feelings, feeling like she's unwanted by him, trying to like logically and rationally cuz she's a they are very logical and rational people. She was trying to like verbalize like how frustrated she was with like the lack of sex life and he he wasn't like at all responding to her or really at all taking any responsibility or all trying to work on it. So in my mind, I could I see why she was like or her character was like, all right, I, let me try a different method. Let's try Daphne's method. Right, right. Like she was really just trying it, not like, oh, I'm interested in him. Yeah, I think it was more about that. I think it was, I think she kind of like liked that he was like on his, like, you know what I mean? He that That is the ultimate thing that like improved their sex life was like his feeling that it wasn't so secure. Right. It's so. Uh, he didn't know everything about her. I really don't like Ethan. I think that he kind of proved to be a huge asshole in all of this. Like the fact that he needed, cause he never, even at the end, it was never like um, this feeling of he wanted to even really like be with her that much. It was just sort of like he was now, they had sex, like good sex one time, but there was no like affection ever. And it really just felt to me like he, I, I feel that this is a band aid. Like they were, oh, if you could yeah. keep watching them. A hundred percent. I mean, that's sort of, that's the beauty anything. of White Lotus is that the end of both seasons, everyone still sucks very much. Like there's no like Knight's little bow really. Like there's a bow, but it's like, so to me, like that's the best part of it. Like at the end, like everyone still sucks. Like the cheating, like cheating Christopher Maltesanti still sucks. Like Portia still right. sucks. Like they all kind of like. Ethan still sucks. Albie sucks more. Right. Albie sucks more because he's like a sucker and he like, and he also told his mom some shit. He throws his mom under the bus. Yeah, he told his mom some shit that was not true. Right. And like, like Lucia sucks. Mia sucks. Like they're all like kind of fucked. The the concierge woman sucks. Like no one doesn't suck, which is what I kind of like. What I liked also about about season one of White Lotus is like, the staff, like, you're kind of like, oh, the, the guests are awful, but, like, the staff is awful, too. And there's just, like, the best right. part about this show is there are no truly redeeming characters that, like, don't suck in some way. Right. I love that, too, about it. That's why I, I agree. Because I think it, like, really just gets into, I mean, just to tie it back to Megan and Harry, it gets you back to this, like, this feeling that, like, you can look at someone or something from, like, every angle and you could see it so differently and, like, it can have such negative things about it and really positive ones. Yeah. Because even with, like, let's say Daphne and Cam's relationship, it's, like, weirdly, like, very loving despite the fact that they're, like... Right. They treat each other so shitty. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, like you could see, like, the appeal of both... Rela- you could see the re- appeal of, like, an honest 
intellectual relationship like the Harper and Ethan one. And then, but you could also see like a huge appeal in like people who are just like really nice to each other and like loving to each other. But like what's right. more real? Even, but but then they're cheating on each other. Right. Like, but they have clearly they have some sort of like, like understanding. It. Right. It appears. Right. Maybe that's like what they both need for the attract like as the glue in a weird way. Right. Everyone sucks. I just it was such a good show. I like that Albie was like his dad was like, why are you how are you going to get through life if you're such a mark? That was the best line. He just like didn't really care. That was so weird. Like his total apathy towards her like leaving him, A, just leaving him as a person and B, after the $50,000 from his dad is just so, how does he not give a shit? Yeah. I also, the most unrealistic thing I thought about the episode was that Portia would get in the car with that guy. No, I think she would. I, why would she I do think that? She would. That's so dangerous. Her phone, he took her phone. She didn't have a phone. I guess. At that point, she didn't have a phone. So she like was like, my best bet is to get back with him. I don't know how to get back. Right. Well, it's also, it's like, that's, that's also the best part. It's like, nice guys suck. Douchebags suck. Like, they all suck. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, not <laughs> Everybody so, sucks. Albie's not so much better than Shane. Like, he also sucks. <laughs> Shane. Well, here's the thing that was with Shane is that he was just such an asshole, but he genuinely did love Rachel in kind of like a simple, uncomplicated way. And he wanted to, treat her really well and he like just was like a spoiled kid but he genuinely did seem to really like her like you didn't mistreat her at all that's true well so it's very interesting sammy for more of a, a, a white lotus rundown where can they find your your thoughts they can find my thoughts on sammy sage says dot substack you'll just google yeah it's it's a sub- you'll just google I'll, it probably you'll somewhere it. You'll just find it. Look, DM me if you really want. I will send you a link personally. But question, just before we close, if you had to pick like one family or person to come back season three, like let's say we were continuing that through line, who would you want? I think Portia or the uh, Italian family, the three men. But maybe like bring back like more women. The Degrassos. Yeah, the Degrassos. I would see some. I'd like to meet the women in the family. Like Dom and his wife and Albie the sister. And sister. Yeah, that I, I think that would probably make the most sense because it's like, oh, we're family vacationing. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind like Daphne or Harper okay. single. Yeah. Maybe Daphne and her baby from the trainer. That would be funny. I could see that. Portia, right. I feel like had like yeah. a, a fun like kind of like I did enjoy when they were like by the by the water. And she was being like all negative about the world. And he's like, yeah, that like little debate. I thought that was a, yeah, that was like a fun dialogue. They had that too. Cam and Harper and, and Ethan and Daphne all had that like the first episode too. They had that exact same conversation. I know, but it was like, I don't know. It felt different. You know, it would be interesting. Portia coming back with like a rich boyfriend. Yeah. Like he brings her, he brings her I'm interested on like a, yeah. I'm interested in like Portia's dating struggles. Yeah. Well, Mike White, if you want to satisfy any of these, any of these curiosities, please, please feel free. Yeah, I feel like we've covered everything. We did it. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. We brought it special to you from Australia. We'll be back in New York next week with another episode of the At Batches podcast. 
At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.